This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Pearson Moving. If you plan on moving in or out of the valley anytime soon, you have to check out Pearson Moving. They're licensed, insured, and they offer local and long-distance services. Go to movepearson.com to get your free quote today. Pearson Moving, movers that won't break the bank or your stuff. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. Today, we are super excited to have Caitlin Deering Carpenter with Eye Candy Studios, right? Eye Candy Beauty. Beauty. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Um, little fact, Caitlin is my cousin. Um, I <laughs> totally dropped the ball. Like. <laughs> and um, yeah, long lost, for lack of a better term. And um, yeah, we're super excited, excited to have you here, Caitlin. I'm super excited to be here. First podcast ever. I'm pumped there we go there we go it's our first one too so we're excited (laughs) Um, well caitlin how about you get us started by just kind of introducing yourself telling us a little bit about your life before eye candy well i grew up in mesa arizona born and raised in the same house Mm -hmm. you know my family is really cool we have my dad's been a businessman his whole life and Mm -hmm. that's kind of like i always really looked up to him because he the way he handled business was always very different from other people and so that was one thing i always was really interested in but you know, went to all the Mesa schools, whatever, and went to ASU and got my degree in psychology. I started out actually in life coaching. That was my first major because I wanted to be pre-nursing. And then all of the nursing classes were like the worst, Mm, (laughs) it feels like for me. But I always was really interested in, in like development of people and like how people were feeling, how the brain works. And so then I changed my major in, I think it was my sophomore year Mm -hmm. to psychology because it was just something I was really interested in. And I always knew I was going to like talk to people and that like, I always knew I wanted to like work with people and like help people and uplift others. So I did that and then um, got my degree and I did exactly what I thought I was going to do after my degree. I got a job in the field, which is actually really rare in psychology just because it's a hard field, but I wanted to help people. And so what, what job do you get like within psychology? You can do like HR. Some businesses will put, okay. put you like in like a management position just because you know how to work with people. But I got a job as a case manager, which is technically like a behavioral health tech. And so I had a caseload of like 46 people. I worked for this company that was like through the state, I'm pretty sure, like insurance Mm. companies. And um, I was a case manager, so I had 46 people who were declared like SMI or seriously mentally ill by like a judge. So these were people that were like schizophrenics, people with personality disorders, people who had like major depressive disorders, anxiety, like anything under the moon. I had people who had like that multiple personality disorder, like... Wow. On anything under the moon. I was 21 and wow. I was putting them in my car. I was going to their houses. Shit. I was going to the psych hospitals and like walking around. And it's like basically the walking dead, but a little bit lighter of like a hue out there. It's yeah. like, yeah. so it was, it was honestly pretty scary. And like my dad, he had, he's, he wouldn't even let me talk to him about my days ever. 
because he just was not comfortable with yeah. me doing it. And like for good measure, it's like I had a client who was fresh out of prison and put right onto my caseload and he had like aggravated assault charges and I'm wow. a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> so and what it, was your task? You had to drive them around and do stuff? I basically, how I describe it, that's like the easiest way is I was a personal assistant for clinically insane people. <laughs> like if I, if I could just throw it out there, yeah. that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> I mean, I would go get food boxes. I would make sure they were taking their meds. I would, like, if they needed to go get, like, go to the grocery store, I could pick them up and take them there. I would go do hospital visits. Um, it basically was just keeping them from doing harm to themselves. Yeah. Like, that was essentially my job or helping them to function. Because when you have, a like, a disorder, it's because you're non-functional. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the criteria for you to get that diagnosis. So that was my job, was basically helping them to become functional and to become contributing members of society. Wow. And so I got that job. I graduated college May of 2018 and I got the job a week or two after I graduated. And by August, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I can do this not only for like multiple years, but I can't do this as a mom. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this like forever because I was so mentally and emotionally exhausted by the end of my day. It's like, I just wanted to veg. And I'm normally really upbeat really excited but i was like yeah and ridge knows this about me (laughs) but i'm i was just like i'm like a hyper person but i was dead at the end of my day and i couldn't do anything and i started to feel the effects of being around all that energy and things Mm -hmm. where i just was like i'm gonna die like this is not what is happening my coworkers weren't i only had like a couple really good coworkers. everyone else was super negative and it was just a weird environment yeah and so I, by August, I decided I wanted to get, like, I wanted to do something else. I was mm-hmm. like, this is not for me. Like, yeah. this is <laughs> not what I was thinking. Do I want to just go into HR and be the Toby Flunderson of the world? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Like, I don't know. So then I was just kind of looking at things. And I had been getting lash extensions for years. And yeah. I always loved how they made me feel. It's like, I can wake up and I'm ready to go. I'm like, yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to go, like, if I go somewhere, I don't have to feel like I have to get ready for it. So it was really convenient, especially since my job was so crazy. It was, like, the one thing that just made me feel really good about myself. And so I thought, well, what if I did that? Mm. Like, I am kind of ambidextrous, so maybe it would be good. Like, this was my thought process. I was like, maybe it would be good because I can kind of use both hands already. Mm -hmm. And then what really actually put me over, or, like, pushed me over the edge was that um, someone was asking me questions about them and I knew because I'd been getting them for years, yeah. so many things about it already. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, why don't I do it? So mm-hmm. I reached out and I got certified and I was doing it on the side. So I was working from eight to five and then I would take clients. The same from, job? Yeah. So okay. I was still being a case manager yeah. full time. So 40 hours, probably more because we like rarely ever got lunch breaks and yeah, yeah it was, it, if there was an emergency, we had to jump, you know? So I was working from eight to five um, and I did this for like four or five months, I think. So eight to five and then I would take clients from 5.30 to 7.30 and then around Christmas time because everybody wanted to get in like, like 7.30 to 9.30. So I was working from eight until 9.30 at night. Wow. I know. It was, it was crazy. But even just taking two clients in the evening, I was making the same amount as I was at the other job. And so right when you graduated from, is it like last 
school yeah, or something? It's like, so you get a certification and then I went to aesthetic school. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So you, you're supposed to be an esthetician, but I was, I got enrolled in it and I wasn't going to start until March, but I had gotten enrolled and I was like, I'm doing this. If we're doing it, we're going for it. Okay. So I don't ever, I'm not a slow mover as yeah. some would say, but yeah. I was like, we're doing this, let's get on it. And so, yeah. And I, then so... Did you start working for somebody or you just started doing it I did it my own. Yeah. I did my own thing just because I had heard about the commissions and commission work for other people like in the beauty industry is the worst. Uh, I mean, it's like 30%. And I'm like, if people are coming and seeing me right now when I'm barely starting and my prices aren't crazy cheap, but they're not super expensive either, like... And I'm making the same amount as I am in my corp- corporate world job. Yeah. Why would I go work right. for someone else? Like, yeah. no, like, let's try it out. Let's see how this works. And I'd always kind of seen myself as like a leader and someone that I was, you know, like I said, I looked up to my dad and he was a yeah. leader. And so I was really just like, okay, I, I think I want to do this. And my mom raised me to be really independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she, she made us strong. She made me strong willed. So I'm a yeah. strong willed, <laughs> independent woman. And so I was like... I, yeah, I had no interest in working for somebody else. And then, so, so at what point did you stop working for crazy people? And <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like yeah. When, like, when was kind of the transition? Because you were doing it on the side for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so it was January when I decided I wanted to quit. I had been wanting to quit in, like, December because I was so busy. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't making the jump yet because I had always been employed. Yeah. And I was like, that's spooky. <laughs> so... I was, I think it was in January and I got a call from one of my clients and she was just really difficult. She was a really difficult client. She yelled at me on the phone for 30 minutes because she missed the transportation I set up for her because she wasn't home when it came. So that was my fault somehow. And so I literally, I had lost it and I just had a week off. So the fact that I had a week off, I came back, I had like... 50 plus emails about people and she was yelling at me on the phone. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like I can't (laughs) like, this is not it. I've been here for 25 minutes and I'm being yelled at this whole time. And so I literally wrote my email to my boss and I just wrote the email and I was like, I'm going to be leaving in two weeks. Like I peace out. Like (laughs) this is not what I thought it was going to be. So I, yeah, I put my two weeks in and I calculated how many clients I had to take per week to match my income. Hmm. And it was 12 for me to take 12 people. So that's three a day for four days. And how many did you have at the time? I was probably taking two a day. Okay. So I really only had to add on one uh, or like per day. Yeah. Or I could do four clients in three days. Yeah. You know, so I really, I calculated that out and I figured out the fact that I could work super part time mm-hmm. and make the same amount. It seems dumb to just not go for it. Yeah. So once I put my two weeks in and I quit, then it was like I jumped in full force ahead. You know, we just went for it. And mainly when I was at my job, it was like I was doing Instagram stuff. I was making graphics. I was doing all sorts of things, kind of planning out how I wanted my life to be in the business. So probably not great that I'm admitting that, but (laughs) like, they're not going to hear this, hopefully, (laughs) but we're actually sending it to them. Yeah, I guess I said it to them. Well, that's why I didn't even mention the company name. Hi. (laughs) But yeah, so I, during that, and my boss knew she would come up to me we would we would chat about it and she would kind of ask me about it. And so I never felt, I think she knew because 
I think within the first week of me working there, they all said, you're not going to be here for long. Yeah. No, literally. Like my well, coworker. You can like tell when somebody's like yeah. either there or not. Like. Yeah. And half of my coworkers were on meds themselves. So I'm like, did you guys start out like me? <laughs> like what, what happened there? Oh, like, are you guys goodness. okay? Yeah. So, and a lot of them didn't have degrees in the field too. So I was like, so really you just have to have any degree. Like if you get a degree in accounting and go be a case manager really? and know nothing about like mental health mental health wow or anything so that was also like well no wonder your guys's people is aren't are, like in the hospital a lot yeah. <laughs> like i don't know but yeah so once i quit it was just like i felt really good i was like this is gonna be great it's gonna be awesome we're super excited we're super pumped i was trying to be really positive about it and then i remember my last day of work i was sobbing on my way home like I was sobbing because I was like, I'm on my own. Really? Like I have got to do this. Like at the time, like I'm not going to say, well, I was, I was basically the main breadwinner of the family um, while my husband was going to school Mm. and things. And so that was really stressful because I was like, we have like bills. Like had I been Mm. at my parents' house, not married, it'd have been a breeze, like not even a worry in the world. But I'm like, we have like bills, we have like goals what did I just do? Like, I just doubled my income and now I cut it in half again. Like, uh, but it wasn't sustainable to do that forever. But yeah, so I was tripping out. I was like freaking out. And, but the more I put myself on Instagram, I mean, I did little dumb things that made people feel like we were friends before they even came in. And so that I feel like is what brought a lot of my clients to me. I mean, I've had clients that have been with me from the beginning. Because they're just like, I we're friends now. Like, Mm. we're good friends. And I'm like, I love friends that pay my bills. Like, that's super fun. Like, (laughs) you know, and so, but they're all friends. Yeah, yeah, the best kind of friends. But they're also, and I would literally do anything for them. Like, Uh someone could call me at 3 a.m. and I would literally go pick them up if they needed me to. Like, it's, and so, I don't know. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that this happened. And I really do now get to do what I've always wanted, which is uplift others and talk to people and like just help people to feel empowered whether it's male female whatever you know whoever wants to come in and talk or now i do trainings so i have all sorts of people that want to come and get trained and to kind of learn to do the same thing that i do so this wasn't an easy decision this wasn't like stress-free i'll just switch over no because i was the main breadwinner right so i was like oh my like (laughs) yeah what helped you to make the decision then like what was the turning point that you're like i can do this i'm gonna do it when i had to say no to more people like for appointments and I could oh. say yes. Like when I had to start telling people I don't do day appointments, I only do after 5.30. And I was even working Saturdays and I only would do two on Saturdays because like I needed some time sure, yeah. to be yeah. a human, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I would only do two on Saturdays. So per week, if I'm thinking about it, I probably was thinking because I wouldn't do any on Fridays. So I probably already had like 10 or like 11 people that I saw per week. And mm-hmm. I only needed like literally one more to match yeah. my yeah. income. So, yeah, it was really when I had to start saying no to more people. Yeah. Than I Once could you realize your day job was kind of affecting the growth of. For sure. Of yeah. This. yeah. Did you, I'm curious, like, was it officially a business when you, when you started on the side? Like, did you have a name, Instagram, everything? Or was that after you kind of went into full time where you kind of, you know, created eye candy is what it is? No, I was doing Instagram. I mean, it's like you get, that's something that's huge in the beauty yeah. industry. Yeah. It's like you start and you have an Instagram and I didn't know what I wanted my name to be, but my husband actually picked it. And so oh, really? this is, yeah, this is actually kind of a funny story. But he was like, what about like eye candy? Like, that's kind of cute. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is cute. Like, we'll go with that for a minute. Yeah. And so it was eye candy ink 
for a couple of months, I think like one or two months. Uh-huh. But then someone I was working with on helping me like market and she was helping me with like a logo and all that stuff like that. She was like, okay, so the real problem is, is when you type in eye candy, a lot of it is like shirtless men <laughs> and like that's, pictures yeah. like that. So I was like, of course that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, Of course that would happen to me. So then we were like, okay, so what if we added like another word at the end of it that kind of like eye candy lashes? And I was like, no, I don't really love that. But eye candy beauty, I was like, okay, like I could do that because I'm going to go to aesthetic school. And what if I wanted to offer other things than just lashes? Right. So yeah, then it ended up just eye candy beauty. And it's just kind of, yeah, it's just rolled with that. So I was doing all the marketing and stuff beforehand and it just was growing. I think by the time I had quit, I'm trying to think. It had grown pretty much like I had people that I had like a wait list of people that wanted to come in. So oh, wow. that was when I was like, let's do it. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Let's go. So if I Google search eye candy beauty, am I going to see lashes or like beautiful men? Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly probably beautiful men, I'd say. But if you look it up on Instagram, you might see me. Okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. I was going to ask. So with like that whole process, was your husband super supportive with it as well? Oh, yeah. Like was he a big reason why you also changed your mind and... I wouldn't have to say he was the reason, but he definitely yeah, didn't like what credit, I did. Right? Like, I, well, I'm not, yeah, he doesn't get any credit. Yeah. Like, sheesh. But no, he, he definitely was, my husband's awesome because yeah. I call him, he's like the calm to my storm. Yeah. He's very much like a straight line, yeah. even tempered human. And I'm super like all over the place. <laughs> so he will definitely bring me in. And we like sat and went over numbers. That's awesome. Like he was like, okay, so I do accounting. So yeah. what, what is this looking like? And I, when I said 95% profit margin, he was like, I like that. That sounds yeah. like a good idea. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it, me too. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I think that sounds great. You know? So he was really supportive. And like, once he saw kind of how much like more happy it made me, he was all for it because it, the other job really was dangerous. Yeah. Like it yeah. really could have been bad. Like mm-hmm. there are stories I've heard after I've left that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I left that. So he was really excited and he's like, you could totally do this as a mom. You could totally do this like later on in life. And I think he saw that I loved the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like I loved that every other job I ever had, I always had to have side hustles. This is the one that I don't. Because it's always a constant yeah. move, you know? That's awesome. So he was really awesome it's about it. It's good to have supportive people in your life. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And my mom and sisters were really excited about it, too. Yeah. They're oh, like, I this bet. is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I bet. Yeah. That's and you awesome. mentioned your dad was a business person as well. Mm-hmm. Did he kind of help you or give you any tips of advice when you were getting started? Yeah. He, I, I mean, beauty industry is really different than the regular business yeah. industry. Like, it right, really is yeah. super different. Especially the things that he does. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I learned a lot about like selling and working with people from my dad For sure. because he was the type of salesman that like wasn't manipulative. Like he was, he really cared about his customers and his clients and he really like, they all love him still. And oh, he doesn't yeah. even work in that, in that industry anymore. He's not even working right now. And like, they will still, if he goes anywhere, he, they're coming up here, they're bringing him all the treats and they know him. Like we, there's like a Bosa Donuts here. I think it's like the one that's on Stapley or something. Yeah. They know him. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we've all gone there and he like introduced all of us to them and they were all like, oh my gosh, like we just love Keith. He's so great. So I really, that's what I really learned from my dad was how to work with people yeah. and how to treat your people. Because like mm-hmm. in the end, that's the most important thing in business is 
treating your customers and your clients like they're absolutely golden. Mm -hmm. So that's like really what I learned with him. And then also I've talked to him more recently about like scaling it and just his like ideas that he has because he did more products and I'm obviously doing more of like a service thing. Yeah. Yeah. But he's really good about like, okay, so in your service, he like, he wants to learn about it. Like we've gone to lunch and things and he'll learn about what I do. And he's oh, like, cool. okay, so how can we scale that? How yeah. can we do this? And I'll tell him my ideas. And he's like, why don't you tweak it like this just a little bit? And I'm like, perfect. That sounds great. So yeah. he's been, he's really cool about like helping me out with that. Cause I think he likes that. Like mm-hmm. that was his little brainstorm yeah. sessions and <laughs> yeah. stuff. So, and if I do say so, if my brothers listen to this, I am the only one in the family that has their own business. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ridge is laughing really hard because he knows my brothers. So, yeah. So, maybe I might be a little bit of the favorite because of that. <laughs> no, I'm just that's kidding. My good. brothers are both really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I like how you mentioned that he like tried to get to know the business because a lot of people will just like throw out advice yeah. without knowing your business and how exactly it's going to grow and scale. So it's yeah. good to like know what, what industry, how the industry works basically before giving for sure. sort of advice for it. He was also, it was really funny because when I was in aesthetic school, he came and got like a facial from me oh, too. Really? It was That's really awesome. cute. That's yeah. Cool. So he came and did that and he was like asking me questions. He's like, okay, so why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Yeah. And I'm like, dad, just be quiet and get the massage. It's fine. <laughs> like, but he was like really interested. He's like, so why are you doing this? Like what's going on here? And so, and it, um, I was doing it out of their house for a little bit and then I have my own studio now. And so he was like, well, are you sure you don't just want to stay here? Like, you know, cause he was like, I'm probably going to like be sad if you leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, no dad, like it's better if I go to the studio, yeah. like it's fine. But yeah, so he's, he's been really cute. And my mom's super supportive of it too. And she tells all of her little friends about it and she's super awesome about it too. And she like tries to like know a little bit more about it too. And like, tries to think of ways I can grow it or how can I be happy while I'm doing it and just things like that. Typical mom stuff, you know? That's cool. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Right when you started off, I like I guess when this was still a side hustle, how did you start finding clients? Instagram, honestly. I did a special per month. Like I was doing, I think one month I did, if you and a friend come in and get your sets done, I'll give you X amount off. Or like if you refer me people, I'll give you X oh, amount cool. off. So I would honestly say That's that cool. 95% of my clients have come from Instagram. And I have I have maybe like four or five total that knew me before. Wow. Like, so it's really been through Instagram, which honestly, I kind of like that. Yeah. Just because then I know I, oh, wow, like people are actually finding me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just my friends that are paying my bills. It's like mm-hmm. people that I don't know that are coming in and like 
getting their services done. So I did specials all the time. I was trying to do specials. I was doing things like that. And I would say the biggest thing that got me like the most attention and people coming in was that feeling like we were friends before. I was on my story every single day talking to them like I'm talking to you guys right now where it's like you feel like I'm literally just right in front of you. We're having Uh a conversation Uh as opposed to like, you know, some of the typical people that are like, hi, guys. So today I have this really awesome client. Like, no, I was talking to them. I literally did rants in my car about different lash things or just different things in Mm -hmm. general. And at one point I was doing, this was after I had quit and I was full time. um, I was literally doing rants sitting in a baby pool while I was laying out. Like, and people (laughs) thought that was the funniest thing. They're like, bring out the baby pool. Like, where's the baby pool? That's awesome. So I was like, okay, I guess rants is how I get clients. I don't know, but... Really? Yeah. So it was just, I think it was showing up on my Instagram and on my story. I posted every day and I was really, really consistent about what I was doing, what I was talking about. And I really think it was like making people feel like we were friends before they even actually had met me face to face. And it's like the nicest compliment someone comes in and they see me, they're like, you're the exact same on Instagram as you are in person. And I love that because That's I cool. know exactly what I'm getting into. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're getting into some weirdo studio. But like, <laughs> this is awesome. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good compliment because I feel like, I mean, Dallin and I know a lot of people that it's like, you're way different on Instagram oh, yeah. than you are in person. And authenticity is huge. So it's just so being, huge. Being real, like through everything is, is super key. No, I 125% agree. That's like a lot of thing that business coaches mm-hmm. have to instill in people is be authentically you. Mm-hmm. Don't be anyone else because people will say, and I have people that want trainings. They're like, I'm just worried because it's so saturated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I don't know anyone else who does lashes. That's you. Mm-hmm. Or I, that does services. That's you. That is your niche. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of people are like, well, I don't know what I want to do with it, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, just be you and it will fall into place huh. how it's supposed to, you know, because there yeah. are, there's so many lash artists in the area, but I can still have full books because none of them are me, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so that's huge when it comes to like marketing and putting yourself out there. That's cool. And I think it's also important to know, because like what you said is so true. It doesn't matter like how saturated the industry is. Totally. Like nobody's you, but that doesn't mean that you have to be like this super like outgoing bubbly person. Cause that works totally. for some people. But like, as long as you're yourself, like you're going to connect with some sort of audience and for you don't sure. have to pretend to be like someone you're not basically. Exactly. I actually was telling that to a client yesterday. We were talking about it because she's like, well, different people will attract others. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. I am. I'm a, buzz, a bubbly weirdo person. <laughs> and some people dig that. But some right. people don't. And mm-hmm. they want the person that's going to come in. It's going to be a really serene environment with yeah. not pink frames. But I'm going to have pink <laughs> frames. Yeah. And so it's like they want that calm. And they want someone to just throw on some really relaxing music. And they just want their nap. Yeah. And yeah. that's perfectly great. I have uh-huh. clients that come in. I'm like, I. they were like, hi, I'm tired. I'm like, good night. Lay down. Like, yeah. good night, nurse. <laughs> you know? And But that's... That's the beauty of being you is that mm-hmm. you're gonna attract who you want and yeah. who are gonna like who's gonna click with you. For I think sure. I've only had one person who I was like, I don't know if we're gonna click right. right. Yeah. I just I've tried a lot of different conversation topics and you're just not it. But it was like even though we were quiet, she wasn't napping. So I was like, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is different. Like yeah. <laughs> not bad. Just different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's just enough consumers out there for like all of us. You don't feel like you have to 100%. Just get everyone. No. And as a lashers, you don't have time to no. take everybody yeah. because after two weeks, if you're full, if you're booked every single day for two weeks, 
the next two weeks, you're going to be the same. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the same exact thing because your clients come back. Yeah. Like reoccurringly about every two, maybe three weeks. Cool. So it's like, I can't take the whole world. I can't take all of Mesa because I would be sad in a corner. But like, (laughs) I can take my clients and be chipper, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question on behalf of me and Ridge and probably most men listening to this right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to ask exactly, but like, what is lash? Like, how do lashes work? Like, what's the... Okay. The process. <laughs> the yeah. process yeah. is. We want like like lashes for dummies, like <laughs> yeah. from start to finish. Lashes from start to and finish, ev- like the process. In yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, well, your client comes in. I shape their eye. So my big thing about lash extensions is that they should be 100% customizable to your face. Okay. Everyone has a different face. Everyone has different eye shapes. Even if they're in the like a certain category, like almond eyes, open eyes, prominent eyes, they're in that category, but they're still going to be different. So I shape based off of, this is, okay, so this will be tricky, but eyebrows and the iris. So you can look at the color part of their eye and you can kind of shape how their shape should be on, like with their lashes that forms to them. So after you shape that, you figure that out, you look like you'll have them lay down, you'll tape their under eyes. So you get the bottom lashes out of the way and then they close their eyes and you'll map them out so at least i map a lot of artists don't but i do just because then i can get consistent so i basically draw on what i want to do onto ipads or like onto like the tape that i have under Mm. i I saw saw on your instagram Instagram. i was like like, wait why is there writing on is she like going to do surgery or something basically it is surgery yeah Yeah, i mean not really but yeah yeah, so i do different lengths for everyone's lashes because everyone's lashes whether they be really long or really short they're going to get different lengths because you want to keep them healthy yeah so someone with really short lashes, I'm not going to go really long. Like my mom, I don't do any longer than like a 10 millimeter, which is, I wouldn't say crazy short, but it's pretty short because her lashes are about like, you normally don't do three millimeters longer. So her lashes are a little bit shorter. So I don't go any longer than a 10, but you do different lengths for like the inner corner. I do sevens and then I go eight, nine, 10, and then, um, nine, eight, seven again. So that's what we call an mm. open eye shape. But yeah, so I do that. And then once you map them and you get that figured out what you want to do, you have one hand that isolates a lash. So these are pointy tweezers that you basically go in and you separate. So like if these are, if you have lashes, you're going to separate one on its own. And while you're there, you're making your fan. So you make the fan. There's multiple different ways to do that. Pick it up, dip it in the glue about two millimeters in, and then you place it on that isolated lash. So you're literally putting more lashes onto one single (laughs) lash yes so you're adding more because that's what gives it the fullness and that's what gives it a dark lash line so then per eye there's about 150 lashes oh gosh so in like a full set i'm doing about 300 plus fans on like both eyes how long you're working with a small piece of hair yeah how long does that take for like a full set for me of like volume lashes it takes me like two hours and 15 minutes Mm -hmm. like yesterday i did one in two hours so it just kind of depends yeah but and that's pretty i'd say that's like more i'm not gonna say more on the faster side but average to a little bit faster is like about two hours and i get 100 percent coverage so i get every single eyelash wow on their on their face so and do they just like because people do it every so often so do they like fall out over they fall out because your natural lashes shed oh so they shed so once those shed you'll have growth Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, is a lot of people think like, oh, my lashes are damaging them because they're falling out. 
but you just notice them because you have a fan on it, you're going to see it come yeah, out. You right. know what I mean? But when I've we never have, noticed an eyelash fall out before. Yeah, but I guarantee you they're all over your pillowcase. Wow. Like if you were to like look closely, you might be able to find one. Okay. So it's like they shed. So because of that shed, you're going to have new growth come in and then that lash would be lashed the next fill. Yeah. And then that's why they get fills every two okay, weeks. Okay, so filling is when you're just like picking up where... Yeah, where so like comes. you've done the full set. They are really good with their lashes. Let's say they clean them really good. They come back after two weeks. And then you basically go through the ones that have fallen out, whether mm-hmm. they popped off or just like shed. Then you go back through and you place more fans on those ones because those ones are empty or they just don't yeah. have anything on them. So it's cheaper than when you come back and continue to do it? Or oh, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it equals out to about the same. So like a fill price is half of what my full set is. Okay, yeah. So my full set is like, let's say someone's full set is $100, <laughs> yeah. which is on the lower end. If I have any other lash artists listening, that's on the low end. Bump your prices. <laughs> but like if you have like $100, your fill is normally going to be like 50 Gotcha. So oh, then yeah. like every two weeks, people are like they're paying $50 every two to three weeks. And normally if they're doing three weeks, you kind of bump that price up because it takes more time. So mm. I don't charge based off of product. I charge based off of my time. Gotcha. So, hmm. yeah, that's wow. pretty much. And then after you do all the lashes, you make sure that there's nothing stuck. And I always bond them. So I do like a super bonder on them, which cures the adhesive really quickly. Because mm-hmm. the adhesive we use, it's, it's like a medical grade adhesive. So oh, it's wow. safe around like eyes. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not like Elmer's glue or anything. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's medical grade adhesive. So, and it's... um. It's used for like things in in medicine too, which is actually really cool. But yeah, so I can put something on it that will cure it quickly. Yeah. So that way you're going to have better retention. So I do that. Take off the tape, brush through them. They're out the door. Huh. Okay. So, yeah. So is it like a subscription-based sort of thing or? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> they just come, they make an appointment. Yeah. And like okay. they come and do it. Like people have done memberships. Yeah. Where it's like if you pay this amount monthly, you right. get this many fills but I feel like a lot of times that's like the larger name lash companies mm-hmm. like yeah. um, studios that do like mainly commission based work for their artists. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a way for the company to make more money, but not the artist. So yeah. I don't personally do that. Right. Gotcha. I feel so enlightened now. You yeah. feel enlightened. Finally understand <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Well, I on. never really like you see people with like extensions. And you hear girls talk about, oh, yeah. I'm getting my eyebrow, my lashes, lashes done. done. Or like, oh, I'm going to go get them filled. I'm like, yeah. what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> You're probably like, they look the same. Yeah. Like yeah. before and to, after, to but me, they don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, there definitely are some girls out there that it's like, whoa, you, you went a little strong on the lashes there. For sure. But. But it's a look. Yeah. There I people mean, want hey, that, you know? <laughs> yeah. People want that. And that's all them. But yeah, so. No, Serious question, do guys ever get their lashes yes, done? Yes, I actually am training a guy in a couple of weeks to do them. So he's uh-huh. going to learn how to do them. Well, so And that's going to be really cool. But yeah, I know, I don't personally know, but I've seen other artists that do like men's lashes. And I actually, there's someone that I follow on Instagram who he is like, his mom started this company. Now he works and it's a multi, I think, is it million? Yeah, it's like a multi-million dollar company. And so he now works for his mom and is like doing things like that. And he's like pretty big in the lash industry. And he's like a macho man. Like he's got a wife and kids. Like, no, legitimately. Like really? I know what you guys oh. are thinking, but no, he's like, 
He's like, yeah, he's like a family man and he works in the eyelash industry. Huh. I'm That's starting cool. to, you know, reconsider my life. <laughs> yeah. I'll, you, I'll hire you on. Yeah, you have to start training her in. <laughs> I'll give you better commission, I promise. <laughs> there we go. So you mentioned Instagram is a way that you've gotten clients. Have you done anything else to market or advertise and reach out to people? Honestly, other than like referral programs, yeah. not really. Like I would like do paid promotions on Instagram. So like if I was doing a okay. giveaway or something like that, I would do, um, I would like pay to promote that, but it's yeah. like 24 bucks right. for the week. You did know, that and, help it much? Oh, for sure. Like I always tell my students, I'm like, it's, I mean, don't do it every single week because that's a lot. Yeah. But once a month, it's a business expense. Like mm. once a month you do like, even if you just did one week at $24, yeah. $6 a day, that's great. Like do that, you know, and it's, it really does. It brings people in. And it's like, if you're going to do like a special, like, let's say I just got certified in what's called mega volume. And so if I were to do a special on that, I would promote that post. So it would reach not only my followers, but just people in the area that would be interested. That's like interested in beauty things. So I always think that's super smart to do that. And I have a brother who he does like, he does like a lot of marketing stuff in the company that he works for. So I've asked him questions like, okay, what has worked for you? Like with your clients, what has not worked for you in the past? And he was really, he enlightened me. I called him once and we were on the phone for like 45 minutes. I was supposed to be in a hospital at that time. That was when I was still working, (laughs) but whoops. And so um, we were talking a lot about what I could do to like do that. And so he said those paid promotions are, are really big. So that's mainly what I did. A little bit of Facebook, but mainly just Instagram. That's cool. Yeah. No, like so many people we've talked to, it's just like their entire business has grown through Instagram. For sure. For sure. Well, it's like, it's the easiest way to spread the news because for for sure it's 100% free. I mean, they definitely, once that, the algorithm, I'm not going to say it's tricky because it's really not when you break it down, but that definitely made it harder for like business, like small business owners that were just starting. Mm -hmm. I've had people that come in, they're like, okay, I am doing everything I'm trying. I'm like, well, are you posting every day? Well, no. Okay, we'll start there. Do your hashtags. And then you're still not going to see anything for like a week or two. Yeah. And tell your friends, you need to comment on my stuff because that will boost, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like little things like that. Where I'm like, or tag other artists in there. Artists yeah. will start commenting and that will boost you up. So that's like the important thing is like kind of just being consistent. And that's how you can grow pretty quickly. That's cool. Um, so I noticed on the link in your bio, it's not only like a link to schedule an appointment, but Mm -hmm. I saw something about eye candy beauty university. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about what that is? So that's my training that I offer. So I offer two different types of training where it's like, or actually there's me three coming up, but one of them, it's a classic and volume course in one. So in two days they can learn both classic and volume application. Hmm. So for me, I learned in separate ways, like separate times. And I spent way more money doing that because that wasn't available yet. So other people have started doing that. So I offer that class where it's both classic and volume in one. And you're going to save a lot of money doing that. And, and I that's also... In, sorry, is that, that's instead of like going to like aesthetic school or something? Well, no, they or? still need to be in, in aesthetic school or going to aesthetic uh-huh. school regardless or have just graduated, whatever. Right. Can you certify them though? I can certify them to do lashes. Okay, okay cool. But cool, like, okay. I can't be like, you're an esthetician now. Congrats. Yeah. Like, they need <laughs> yeah, 600 they hours. Yeah, license, but then for you can sure. certify them for For sure, yeah. Lashes. So I can I can certify to do gotcha. lashes, but that's it. I yeah. can't certify to do like brow waxing or whatever. I can certify mm-hmm. to do that. 
So I have that class and then I have like a shaping class where basically, let's say an artist has been lashing for six months and they, they're just not where they want to be. Mm-hmm. They can come in and take a class with me and I'll kind of teach them more tips and tricks, ways to bump their business up, ways to kind of like rebrand their Instagram if that needs to happen. Like if their Instagram's all over the place, yeah. it's like, okay, how can we get this so it looks cohesive and it looks good and then we also work on actually like lashing and how to do that better like i have one tomorrow where um she's going to come in we're going to practice and then she's going to do like a model with that's me. cool so i have that class and then the um the reason that i have it on like the actual bio is because that accelerated mastery course that i have which is both volume and classic uh-huh. it's all the theory is online so they get all their theory online they complete six different modules and like a workbook that I've made for them. Hmm. So they finish all that and then they come in for two days and it's basically hands-on that whole time. So they learn absolutely everything hands-on that they need to, to be a successful lash artist. And we go over business things. We go over clientele base and all that stuff like that. So those are the two that I offer right now. And then I'm coming out with one about how to create your own graphics instead of just stealing pictures yeah. from Pintrest. Because huh. people just screenshot and post uh, them. I'm like, come on, be a little bit more original yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like how to create that, how to just make quick graphics that will boost your Instagram and make people be like, oh, that's really cool. So I'm yeah. coming out with that one as well. That's super interesting. What I, what made you decide to this do training on top of you know doing lashes? I had been a coach like my whole life. Like really? I started out, I was a lifeguard for seven years and I was a dive coach for five of those years I taught dance I taught gymnastics I coached cheer and so I've always liked teaching people and Mm -hmm. so I thought to myself I think I would be really good at it I already know how to teach yeah and I feel like that's half the battle when it comes to doing like trainings is for sure you can have the background knowledge right but you also need to know how to teach it well and teach it the right way so I was like I think I can deliver that and there's people that were asking me before I even offered do you do trainings and so I was like no not yet but reach out to me in January. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah and so I've had I've had my goal was I just wanted one a month. It was just going to cover my salon rent and I just wanted one a month so that way I could at least pocket all my lash stuff Smart. again. And so but I've had a minimum of 2 per month oh, really so far so i'm like we're doing good and i had one month that i think i had a total of <laughs> seven people in one month that was i think it was may or june and that was wild i was yeah. like i am exhausted yeah <laughs> and so because after you finish a training you're on such high energy i was like i feel like i am i've just been beaten today yeah. <laughs> like i'm like wow i'm tired so yeah. Yeah, but I've had a lot of success with it so far. So I'm like, okay, I must be, something must be going right. So we're just mm-hmm. going to keep going in that direction. Huh. That's cool. And then do you have anybody working for you? Or is it just you right now? It's just me right now. Okay. Um, I feel like after the whole COVID thing, yeah. it's definitely, I feel like a lot of artists out there are like fighting for their clientele. And I have my full clientele back. So I'm really excited and I feel really blessed about it. But I'm like, I'm not at that point where I've had people like, can I work for you? Because that would be the only time because I know that commission work is not great. So I would rather encourage others, okay, come take a training with me. Let's encourage you to do your own thing because you can actually make more money that way. I think once I become a mom, it might be a little bit different of a situation. But as of right now, I I have the time, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think it would be good. Well, teaching is a good way to substitute that. Exactly. You can... Totally. I'd rather empower people to feel like they can have their own thing and have better earning potential instead of stealing 70% 
of yeah. what they're doing from them. Like that's just how I feel. And I, I mean, when I first started, I wasn't in it for the money. I was in it because I wanted to make people feel good and to make people feel really special. So it's still that way. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I could have a bunch of employees and I wouldn't have to work anymore and I just have to manage that. But I really like my clients and I like I like lashing them and I like doing that on my day to day. It's more fun for me. So that's cool. You mm-hmm. did mention earlier when you're talking to your dad about like scaling. So mm-hmm. is that ever like a goal of yours to be able to scale and hire or are you? I think so. Like I am still. So a lot of the things I want to focus in scaling is like my trainings. Like that would probably be my big thing is I would love to do a fully online that anyone could take. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I have a couple awesome. of ideas that I want to do like a fully online like huh. artistry course where they can come and learn to shape the eye. And I've thought about doing like an ebook of how to get started because so many people have talked to me about how they really want to do something like this, but they just can't make the jump. Yeah. And so I'm like, how can I help you to make the jump? Because only the good things happen when you jump. I feel like taking it slow, like... If I were, I would literally probably still be a case manager and doing this part time. Yeah. But it's like, if I didn't jump, I wouldn't have had this amazing thing that I could make my own schedule and do this. So I'd rather scale it in like a way of like eBooks, trainings. That's cool. Helping people to feel really good. I've even thought about like business coaching, like in the beauty industry or just in any type of industry because I've worked with both sides. So Mm -hmm. yeah, eBooks and webinars are really like getting big right now and it's a great way to supplement your income. For sure. And my friend always tells me I give away too much free advice. So maybe I should stop doing that. But yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I like what you said about like the idea of an ebook and like helping people to take that jump. Mm-hmm. So pretend you're telling us about this book. Like what's your advice to, to take that jump? To t- I mean, how to take a jump is just like, I mean, it's like, what's that one movie? It's like the five seconds of courage thing. Like, I don't, I think it's like how to build a zoo or how to something a zoo i can't remember but it's like just i mean i always want to say like just do that like just jump but i think be logical about your jump so like i had said before i planned out okay this is how much i have to do to survive so in my actual class i talk about how much money do you need to survive like what is that number we break it down weekly monthly and um actually i think do i do it daily I can, but I break it down, and so we go through those numbers. Yeah. So we do, what do you absolutely need to do to just live? Mm-hmm. Just cover your bills. How many clients? And a lot of times, it's a lot fewer than they think. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had someone that just to survive, they had to make, like, $300 a week. And I'm like, you could do that in one day, being mm-hmm. a lash artist. You know, so it's like, oh, like, kind of helping them to realize it's not as scary as it seems to be. So I think it would be, okay, do it logically where you plan out how much do you absolutely need to make and then how much do you want to make? Like, what's your goal? And I always tell them to shoot medium and then shoot really high and Mm -hmm. see kind of what that, like where are you really chipper at and then where are you like, I'm the baddest, coolest business person ever, you know? So I have them kind of go through that steps of what's the bare minimum where would you be really happy at and where would you be ecstatic at? And so we break that down hmm. money-wise and then they are like, oh, that's so much more achievable than I think. And I think that really helps to jump. So like I had a student who I think next week she quit her commission job and she's going full-time. And so, and I, I do ongoing mentorship. So if she ever has problems, she can always reach out to me and ask me for help and things like that too. And so it's like giving that courage to someone to just do it is like probably what I would 
focus on making it seem more realistic in their heads because it can look scary when you're just looking right at it. You know, it's like, I have to own a business. I don't know how to do that. How does that work? Yeah. So I think breaking that down and making it look more attainable will make people jump more and do that. So I think that would be like what the ebook I'd focus on and like different things I wish I would have known when I first started. Yeah. Just little advice and tips and tricks. That's really good. No, I mean, we just might have to hire you to teach us a couple of things. Uh, (laughs) No kidding. What would you say to the people that when they jump, they fall because we all fall at times. Oh, 100% we fall. Yeah. So, um, I think it's really just finding your deep rooted why. That's another thing I kind of go over in my courses. You could be like, why are you doing this? Well, because I want to make my own schedule. I want to be able to do that. And I always say, okay, deeper meaning. What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Because surface level, like for me, I started off as like, I just, I'm going to be a mom one day and I want something I can do on the side. Yeah. You know, but now it's become so much more like deep than that. Like I want now to empower my kids that they can do whatever they want to do. You know, like I got the degree and I have a trade. I have both. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I can tell you the pros and cons of each. Like I, that deep rooted, like I want to teach people to have confidence. And that's something that even when I do fall, like I remember back in March when everything was kind of crumbling and we were being shut down, mm-hmm. that was spooky. Like that was yeah. scary that, oh my gosh, someone is telling me that I have to be done mm-hmm. for a month. Like no income, nothing. So that was really scary because obviously it's like I've, was on a roll and now you've shut me down so that was really scary but it's like a lot of people even after they're like i think i'm done like i don't think i can do it and i just want to be like yes you can stop saying that you can't and do the things that you did at the beginning what Mm -hmm. did you do when you first started you were on instagram every day and you had that hustle so get that hustle back into your life and do it so that's kind of like the people who fall i always just want to be like you can just have that confidence in yourself you're going to have to work hard again. It's not time to be comfortable. I mean, that's what being a business owner really is, is being getting comfortable in uncomfortable things. Yeah. So, and I'm sure other people have said that as well. It's like, that was an uncomfy situation, but you just <laughs> push through. Like, yeah, so that's sure. really how I feel about it is start back in square one and do the same things you did at the beginning. And you just have to jump again. Yeah. You break down the numbers, do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable and then go for it. Yeah. For you, what's the most uncomfortable thing about being an entrepreneur? Um, nothing. I don't. I just well, kidding. I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> I'm just but I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I. I mean, when you've talked to schizophrenics who say that they're seeing demons, it's like, how? What other situation can you throw me in? Yeah, you've seen worse. I, that than, I feel uncomfortable at. Than running a business. But I mean, in the business, probably the most uncomfortable thing is like if you ever have to like fire a client. Yeah. That's probably yeah. the most uncomfortable thing ever because someone could really like the work you do, but they just don't make you happy. And you could be like, I don't think we're meshing well. Yeah. And they're like, but I'm going to keep booking. And you're like, no, you're not. What's the like, best way to do that? I think it's really being like, I blame, I had to do it one time and I blamed it on myself. I said, I just don't think I can make you happy. Like, I just don't think I can give you what you want, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but she was like, oh, well, I really, I still really like it. I said, but you every time you walk out my door and you're doing, you're not face to face with me anymore, you seem to have complaints about it. So I can refer you to someone that I think could totally fit those needs for you. So I think doing that. And then also if it's like, they're still being really persistent and they really don't make you feel good. I have on my appointments, I can decline appointments. So Uh, I can either accept or decline. So if it's someone I decline, 
like, and that's uncomfy. But I do suggest like my students who are like, what if this happens? Like I had a student message me last night who was like, what if this person wants a refund? I'm like, don't you dare give one to her because you spent your time, you spent your product. It's not your fault that she removed them on her own at her house. (laughs) Like that is not your fault. So, and just kind of things like that. And I always suggest like making a script on your text. Like let's say someone cancels and you have a cancellation policy have a script ready to charge them. Be like, hi, um, I noticed that you canceled your appointment within the 24 hours. Just so you know that there is a fee of mine's $40 if you cancel within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So like, just letting you know that will be charged to your card. Let me know if you need another appointment. But like done. So I think doing like scripts like that kind of helps those uncomfortable situations just become more business transaction as opposed to like, Oh, I'm a feeler. Right. Cause I'm totally a feeler. But if I just can toss out that script, then I I don't have to be uncomfortable about it. But that's probably the most uncomfortable thing that Mm -hmm. people go through in the industry. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Caitlin, we've had a lot of fun here. Um, (laughs) Before we close up though, we've got a little game we're going to play with you. Oh gosh. Um, So how it's going to go is you're going to have 60 seconds on the clock and you oh have to answer as many questions as possible. Okay. And, many, and these are just questions about you, like things you like, your preferences. So okay. uh, it'll be rapid fire. Nothing too too tricky here. All right. Well, Ridge um, will start us off Okay. in three, two, wait, sorry. <laughs> Got to start the clock. Three, two, one. Favorite junk food. Favorite junk food. Um, Takis. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um, probably. Ooh, I don't know. I'd I'd like to have really fast hands. Nice. <laughs> Music you turn on when nobody is around. Definitely some ghetto pop, like some is. some sort of thing like that. <laughs> if you were stuck on an island, what would you bring? Oh my gosh, what is this? The Office? Um, <laughs> probably all the Office discs. I don't know. <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone in time, who would it be? Anyone in like ever? Ever, dead or alive? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, one of my professors in college, she was really smart. So she was cool. Uh, best business book you've read? Best business book. My interpersonal influence course book. I learned a lot from that. I, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, TV show you could binge watch. New Girl, Office, any go. of the above. Okay, uh, what's your spirit animal? My spirit animal? I always like to say a killer whale. If you could swim in anything that would be a liquid, what would it be? That would be a liquid. There's our time, oh, but let's jello. see your answer. I don't know. That's, no. most <laughs> that the that's the most common answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, think... I think that's what I would do. Well, <laughs> so. yeah, it's like, it makes me think of fun and fancy free. Like they're bouncing around on the jello. Uh, that seems kind of like so a fun, fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're the first person that your superpower has like had to do with your business and making you better at your business. Oh, imagine if I could finish a full set in like 30 minutes. I'd be making so much money. Yeah. Or like <laughs> five minutes if you're really like, Yeah, if, if I was really Shark fast. Tank, they would like, they'd offer you something on the spot <laughs> if you had fast hands and could get it done. Like Oh, 100%. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Fast hands. I Yeah. yeah. That would, cool. That'd be so fun. If I could get that done super fast, I'm all about it. That's cool. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, yeah, Caitlin, thanks again for coming on today. Thank um, you We for appreciate me. not only the knowledge that you told us about business, but giving us a little insights into the lash world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How it works. <laughs> we needed that, honestly. I, I feel like I now you know. You can impress ladies yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you quickly tell our audience where they can find you, either online or if they want to come in in person. Find me on Instagram at iCandyBeautyInc. So E-Y-E-C-A-N-D-Y and then beauty and I-N-C. 
Cool. And I'm it's got a little circle around me, eye candy beauty. Sweet. If you see a lot of pink and purple, that's probably me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah. Well, thanks for letting me crash the family reunion, yeah. guys. <laughs> Thank thanks you. for coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. We'll catch you all next week. See ya. See ya. Thank you.